just minutes away from the big game. Here's Alan Langer now, bringing the Brisbane Broncos out for the first time in a grand final. Kevin Walters with the ball, 10 metres out from the line. for Renoff. Renoff, we haven't seen much of him today. Now take a look at him as he crosses the halfway. They won't catch him. He's heading for the corner and he's over. Renoff. Welcome to a look back at the Broncos' first ever grand final win back in 1992. Across this week, you'll hear from some of your favourite players talking about their memories of that game. Today, it's Gavin Allen. It's Alan Langer. He holds it. He feigns to kick. Gives it to Gavin Allen. Back to Alan Langer. That's a try. First try of the grand final. Alan Langer. Brilliant stuff. And not just brilliant stuff from Alan Langer, but from Gavin Allen as well. They decided to run the ball on the last tackle. That's always an option that Langer is very open to. Gavin Allen. It's uh, 30 years since the 92 grand final. Um... It's hard to remember back 30 years. Um, for me, I think I was seven at the time um, in grade two. <laughs> what can you remember about uh, that whole season in general? Uh, that was uh, they were good good times, good memories. Um, you know, times were very different than they than they are now. Um, we were semi-professional back then, Sam. Yeah. Uh, so we had we all had work. We had jobs to, to go to. And what was your job? You you were a printer back then. A printer, yeah. I had a printing yeah. business, so yeah. um, I was I was running that. And um, you know, some of the some of the guys uh, weren't working, obviously. Blokes like Alf that you know got so much money they didn't need to work. Yeah. But um, we were all semi-professional, so we'd have our day jobs. We'd go to training, and but it was fun, mate. You know, we we did have a lot of fun, um, and you know. Even as far as uh, after training, we'd, we'd all get together and have a barbecue and a few beers and, you know, that type of thing yeah. uh, after, on a Monday or Tuesday. A few days coming up to the game, we'd get a bit serious and, um, you know, put our game heads on. But, um, look, it was, it, was, it was a fun time to be uh, playing football. You know, you could, uh, you, we had the best of both worlds. We knew we had a real good social setting there as well as you know we we trained really hard we trained extremely hard actually under Calvin Giles yeah and um so we were fit and you know mentally tough but we also enjoyed ourselves as well you had a pretty good team then too was there any thought start of the season when you're doing your pre-season training running around in uh, in Brisbane in that hot uh, summer um, was there any thought at that point in time that at the end of this year we're going to be playing in a grand final, we're going to be winning a grand final, we're going to be holding that trophy up? Um, look, I think we that, that the thought was there you know, years before that. Um, I think we we built a winning culture mm. there, and um, you know you don't do that in five minutes. You do it over a couple of years. You know you don't you don't turn up. Uh, one year and go, you know what, we're going to win a f- grand final this year. You know, it happens over seasons, you know, and um, and commitment from, you know, not just the 17 that play in the team, but, you know, 25, 30 players in the club that to get you there. Yeah. Again, it was just a, a good time for Brisbane, you know, one club, the whole town was behind us, um, you know, everywhere you went, um, you know, 
people, you know, you, know, you wanted, to, you didn't want to let anyone down as a, as a player, um, and people were counting on you to, you know, to uh, represent Brisbane. The boys had a good time, and you know, ran around a bit, and maybe you know, sometimes overstepped the mark. But you know, at the end of the day, they're all good people. You, you need your characters like Alfie Langer in a team, don't you? Because it, it can be. When it's serious and you're training hard, it can be too serious, can't it? Well, absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know, Alfred would be just exactly that. He'd know, he'd have the timing right. He'd just know when you could break, you know, could break it up. And you know, Wayne loves him for the fact that, you know, Wayne could be a little bit too serious. And yeah. then Alfie could, you know, pull him in the line. And, um, you know, uh, so they had that. The good, balancing good act. balance. Balance. Yeah. You know, those two worked really well together. Uh, on the screen here, uh uh, another another serious looking person on here as well. From the outside of looking in, Glenn Lazarus looked like a serious character. What was he like as a? I can I can see what it was like as a player, but uh, off the field as well because he brought a bit of experience to that uh, Broncos team, didn't he? he? Won a premiership at Canberra before coming. Yeah, absolutely. Lazo was great. I mean, because um, you know he had the confidence uh, there, and when he came to the club, um, you know the forward pack. We had a fairly good pack before Lazo got there, uh, but when he came, he just he just ticked off the he just the last off. piece of the puzzle. Absolutely, yeah. Mate. And um, you know he was and playing in the front row with him. Um, you know he used to always hit the first one up, and I'd always get the second one off the ruck. You know, and yeah. um, and that's how we worked. And um, but he was he was good to play with. The good thing about Lazo, mate, is he was always prepared. Yeah. And you knew every week what you're going to get from him. So it wasn't a mystery. You knew he'd he'd do his job every week. You turn up and play. Now, uh, do you look at the modern game these days uh, and see all these mullets that these guys have and go, <laughs> "Mate, I started this." You had a luscious mullet back in those days. Yeah, yeah, it was good. But that, mate, that was the that was the trend back then. That was a hair. That was a hairstyle, wasn't it? Well, <laughs> if you went into city rails, um, you know. Most blokes would have had mullets back then. That's it. <laughs> and um, they seemed to work all right for us. Yeah. So we just kept going with them. Well, that's you found <laughs> yourself a wife anyway with a mullet, so it's all good. Um, now, uh, the first try scorer in the 1992 grand final, who was it? It was Alfie, Alfie Langer. Alfie Langer. Yeah. Who threw him in the pass? <laughs> Alan Langer. He holds it. He feigns to kick. Gives it to Gavin Allen. Back to Alan Langer. Not just brilliant stuff from Alan Langer, but from Gavin Allen as well. They decided to run the ball on the last tackle. That's always an option that Langer is very open I've always to. been a ball player, Sam. Yeah. Um, you know, coming from um, from from Cairns um, up there in up north, and uh, you know, learned how to how to play uh, play the with the ball a fair bit. And uh, but uh, I, I hadn't sort of done much of it through that season because I was you know being a front row, you you want to sort of Tuck it under the wing. Tuck it under the wing, yeah. get a quick play of the ball and just, you know, just be the bricky labourer. Yeah. You know? But um, that, that, that moment, it just yeah, just all seemed bright. So I thought, oh, why not? You know, we were close to the line. I think it was the last tackle anyway. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. Just, did, uh, did it come off someone's head? It did. Now, you'll see this ball is actually actually touched by the St George players. That's It's come off the man's head. 
wheels referee McCallum, but that's Langer under the posts. Super stuff by Alan Langer. He's the new king of rugby league. Great play by Alan. And then it came off Big Potter's noggin. Yeah. And but, Alfie Langer. You know. You meant that. Well. Because then it popped up perfectly then for Alf, <laughs> didn't it? Well, Alfie knew. I knew. I knew where Alfie was. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know where that bloke's head was. Yeah. But I knew where Alfie was. So if the ball went in that direction, um, that was good enough for me. He was good enough to get get it, Alf. Now, uh, Alfie was absolutely amazing in that grand final. There were some fantastic tries. Um, none probably more iconic than uh, the Pearl trial try, uh, Steve Renoff. Run down that left-hand side of the field. Um, what was that like as a player being there, hearing the crowd cheer, watching him run? Uh, what was that experience like for you? Oh, look, it was great. We, we um, as a forward pack, we used to love sit. We used to love waiting on the halfway line and watching Pearl and you know, those guys, Willie Khan, Mickey yeah. Hancock, run and score those tries. Because you know you do your job and you, and you just hand it over, and those guys would do their job. And we used to love just standing on the halfway line watching these guys um, score those tries. And now they all run down and celebrate with them, but we we didn't yeah. do that. We're getting ready for the next set. Yeah. See, I. I like that idea better because I had it run. That's an extra 50 metres you have to run. Um, but uh, in saying that, Alfie's had a lot of lunches off the back of uh, that try he scored under the post from the grand final. He was a fantastic player too. Steve Renoff's had a lot of lunches off the back of that try in the 92 grand final. But if Willie Kahn doesn't get the ball out of the end goals, it's, it's, that's not going to happen, is it? No, you're right. We kind of feel for Willie Kahn a bit, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he has, he's had a few wins in his life, Willie. He has. Yeah, no, he's um, – but, again, he was a fantastic player. The thing about Willie is he just knew he could get to the trial line. You know, he's – I don't think – you put him on the clock against other players and, you know, they'd probably beat him every time, but he would get to the trial line for you every single time, Willie. He just knew how to get there. So your wingers, you want your wingers to be good finishers? They find the line, mate. And uh, that's all that matters. It doesn't matter how fast or how flashy they look, as long as they get to the trial line, he could do that. Really. 28 to 8. And eight seconds of the game, less than that remaining. This will be the last of the grand final. Heron fails to convert, and the Broncos, they can celebrate. Full time Hooter goes. Broncos win the grand final. What's that feeling like? It was, it was great, mate. I mean,. The thing is, as I said before, it's it's not a it's not a you know, an individual a season. thing. Yeah, it's not an individual yeah. thing. It's not a seasonal thing. Uh, we'd work really hard over three seasons for that for that grand final. So, you know, you've heard players say it before. It's that you know they've represented their state and country, but you know nothing's like winning a grand final. Um, I heard Paul Gallon talk about it the other the other day. Um, it's because you realise how much work goes into it. You yeah. Know? And um, you know, it was just a, a huge relief. You, know, you got a you got a heap of people back here in Brisbane, just you know, um, counting on you to do your job and to you know, and and to bring it home for them. It was just um, it was fantastic to bring the trophy back home. Yeah, it takes uh, it takes consistency, it takes a little bit of luck, uh, it takes a lot of hard work to win a grand final, and that's why they they do mean so much bringing that trophy back to Brisbane. Was it at the Leagues Club? And there was a massive crowd at the Leagues Club. Well, look, it all started from... It actually all started from the um, 
from the airport. And they were lined up at the airport. It was, yeah. it was unbelievable. You've never seen anything like it. Um, the people was, yeah, you've never seen anything like it. You know, even the, the following year wasn't as like it wasn't on too. Know, um, yeah, that from from the moment we walked out of the gate, uh, all you could see is a sea of people down through the escalator, through the old airport, um, and then we got on the bus. Um, and um, drive the bus drove and all, the whole airport road along that whole road there was cars parked, parked and stopped watching the bus. How good! Unbelievable. And we went into the um, into the centre of town, uh, King George Square, and um, had a stage and everything set up to bring the players back and present the trophy to the crowd there. And um, look, there was it was just huge there, and then. We got back on the bus, went back to the Leeds Club and again they had a stage set up on the field at the end of the field and yeah, pretty much the whole field was, was packed. Now, did you crowd surf? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Only one lunatic crowd surfed. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, well, I think there was a couple there, yeah. but there was one lunatic in particular, yeah. yeah. Uh, Alfie went across the, um, across the, um, they passed him all the way over to the clubhouse Without touching the ground, the little fella. Yeah. Uh, Julian O'Neill was in town recently. Uh, lives in Papua New Guinea now. Um, he had some lovely words to say about you in that grand final. Uh, Neil Tierney was uh, pressing our line and Gavin Allen absolutely shortened him up. You know, just that tackle. And that that's what Jeb was like. I mean, you know, he, he didn't tackle to tackle, he tackled to hurt. Um, and he shortened Tierney up. I think he dropped the ball or he was groggy. And you never saw Neil Tierney all game. And he was... You know, he was one of St George's best through the 92 season. Um, I mean, for the, for the onlooking supporter, you wouldn't see what Gavin Allen did or the small things that Willie did. Just guys willing to play for each other. It's Jeb being able to do something that he probably hasn't done for five years. Um, you know, and, 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 and those small building blocks I was speaking about, that breeds enthusiasm, it breeds confidence. And for Gavin to do that on the biggest stage in the world, um, it just epitomises the side and, and the confidence within uh, the camaraderie within all the players, the way everyone got on. Um, yeah, it, it was great to be a part of. Are you really looking forward to catching up with uh, all these guys, 30-year reunion, um, and are you going to stay away from Alfie? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm pretty fortunate now because I don't drink yeah. anymore. Yeah. haven't done for 23 Designated years. Designated driver. <laughs> yeah. Um, and look, um, and Julian, look, he's a great fella, great guy, um, very, very kind-hearted um, fella, you know. And um, he's run off the rails a couple of times in his in his life, but um, uh, who hasn't? And yeah, um, yeah he's just um, he give you the shirt off his back, Julian. Um, he was one of the guys that actually rang me while I was in hospital, and um, you know, um, so you know, I, I've got a real good soft spot for Julian. Uh, the camaraderie with that team, that 92 team, um, it's almost the uh, the basis of where our old boys is now, the, the Brisbane Broncos. It was almost off the back of all those guys from the 92 grand final. You still catch up with all those guys and uh, enjoy spending time with them? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. Um, you know, it's like, it's funny, you know, 30 years have passed by and, you know, you still 
knock around each other like you were, you know, as you're still back, you go revert back to your work when you're in your 20s. Same jokes. Same jokes. I still get a laugh. <laughs> and, um, you know, same drinking games and yeah. all the rest of it. But um, to win a grand final, you just you just don't do your job. You, you've got to go over and above. As you know, Sam, you, you've won them. You just, they don't come easy. Um, mm. You've got to do, you know, more than what you'd normally do, you know. And, um and and you've got guys around you that are doing the same thing. They're playing out of their skin, and you haven't seen them do those things before. And they're doing them on grand final day. You know that team camaraderie. It's 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 always going to be there for the rest of your life. I recently caught up with uh, Corey Oates, and uh, he was having a conversation with me about belief. And '92 was a huge. Um, you know, there was a, a lot of belief there in, in winning that grand final. How do you think the Broncos are going this year? Look, I'm I'm so bloody happy, mate, with the way they're travelling. Um, you know, Kevy is a perfect fellow to take that job. Um, you know, he he understands winning. He knows what winning. No, he knows what it looks like. Yeah. And um, um, he's been there many times before, and he knows how to get there. So, um, you know, to to be a premiership winning coach uh, yeah. would be just would be huge, and and Kevy's capable of doing it because he's you know he's been there before. He knows he knows how to go. There. He knows the recipe. He knows the recipe. He's written it down. You know, and you've got to keep your players happy. You've got to keep them fit, and and um, you've got to keep them mentally strong and challenged. And um, I think he's the right person to do it. Yeah. Have you seen Kevy's eyebrows? He's lost them. Can't find them anywhere. <laughs> Do you know where they are? No, I don't know, but Kerry hasn't got them either. Neither has Steve, so... There you go. The grand final fireworks blew them off. <laughs> Gavin Allen, thank you very much for joining me. Oh, I feel funny calling you Gavin Allen, but thanks for joining me. <laughs> All right, Sam. Thanks, mate. You actually do a good job. Oh, thanks. Appreciate that. <laughs> a champion side. Nobody can deny that. Losing in class... Today, particularly in the second half, the embracements all round.